It's time once again for the photography show. You're listening to episode 20 for June 19th, 2011. The Hogas are ready. Podcast for the last two months. <laughs> yeah, we might ought to apologize. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they've been life, listening. Life happens, and we try to do these as, as often as we can. So if you're still there, we're doing a podcast today. Yeah, we, we're sorry. If you haven't run away, yeah. dude, it's hot. It is hot. If, if you're living here in Dallas, it's like 103 every day. Thought I'd kick off our podcast with a little talk about the weather. Woo! Yeah. Here, hold on. Let me make sure we're recording. Okay. Uh, well, I think we are. I mean, it's just been a while since I've done this. Yeah. Yeah, we're on, dude. I forgot how to do it. Dude. Well, if we get to the end and we have nothing, then we'll just, you know. Because <laughs> we like it when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> you thought you would uh, kick it off talking all about our Holga project that we did. We talked about the podcast before last and now it's in full effect it is dude uh your mic uh-huh see i could see you now just, uh-huh. just bring it down in front of your mouth just a little bit okay oh yeah dude that's all the difference in the world oh yeah. oh yeah uh yes holga projects are underway and if you don't recall uh wade and i came up with the holga projects in casual conversation on this very podcast a long time ago wasn't it right here at the photography show <laughs> season season one episode 16 or so I don't know yeah we were talking about projects and and we were talking about people need to get off their butts and create them don't wait for them to come to you and uh we had mentioned stuff about the Holga well so anyway so here's what the deal is this started off I haven't told you much about this have I I've seen um I mean I saw that there was all the interest in it which motivated yeah we haven't had the behind the scenes chat website link and everything that you posted and, and that's that's as much as i know okay well here's the deal i bought two holgas and i thought okay here's the thing anybody who wants to sign up we're going to send these around the world and i didn't really have any of the details in my head anyway i thought and i announced it that we were going to do it and i got some tweet backs and a few emails and people were pretty excited which is I'm cool and then i realized there were a lot of people excited and i thought okay well let's buy i'm going to go ahead and buy 10 holgas so i bought eight more so we've got 10 holgas now here's the deal uh, if you shot on a Holga, they take medium format film and you get basically, we'll take the mask out so you'll get 12 shots per roll. And I thought, okay, well, this will be like the chain letter that is with a camera, basically. So you'll get a turn on the Holga. It doesn't cost anything. You can sign up. And uh, basically what happens is uh, I will send the camera to the first person. There will be three people per roll. So you will get four shots and then you send it to the next person. Then they send it to the next person. The last person sends it back to me and I will process and scan the film. And I'm thinking we will do a book when this is all over because I think it's kind of cool. That'd be awesome. Man, dude, I've had people sign up from all over the world on this and I think that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, that's what makes it an interesting book that I think people, other people who aren't even a part of the project will be super interested in. Yeah, I was telling Fabian about it and he said, oh, it'd be awesome because the cameras will be all worn when it's done. You could photograph those. I thought, yeah, Mm -hmm. this will be neat. So anyway, so I went ahead and built a little web page and thought, oh, I'll make this official and I'm telling you a very long story here. Anyway, put it up. So far, there are 400 people signed up for this thing. Holy moly. Yeah, when I got to 200, I was like, oh, no. Um, so I have no idea how we're going to get to everyone. I would love to get to everyone. Here's the deal. Maybe more people could buy Holgas and start 
Well, there's and, there's there's they, they there's still send you the final roll of film. Yeah, there's there's two things here that we're looking at. I think one, I'm happy to do it. Uh, yeah, there's two things ways we can go. So people can start their own projects and send them around and just get the images to me when you're done. Uh, that's certainly possible if you want to do that. Email me. Um, the other thing too is I didn't realize that there's a lot of costs in doing this, and uh, it yeah, got you've already bought a ton of Holgas. Oh, that's the least of it, dude. Okay, so you, there's ten Holgas. You put film in each Holga. We got a process film in each Holga, and then you got a mail. And uh, anyway, so if you would like to donate. And by the way, a lot of people have donated, and I really, really, really appreciate it. You can donate whatever you want. You can, yeah, I can tell you're wearing a new shirt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I went out and bought this shirt. Uh, no, I, uh, if, if you want to donate, please feel free, and I'm going to just use that money to buy more Holgas and shipping and things like that. Right. If you don't want to donate, you don't have to. But um, you already bought a, a bunch of Holgas even on your own. No, I've financed the whole thing up. Well, it, like I said, I've had I've had a couple of people who have been very, very generous, and and it really wasn't even my idea. Somebody on Flickr said, "Hey, dude, I'll help you out if you put a donate link," and I was like, "Cool, okay, please." Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so every little bit helps. You don't have to donate a lot of money, but uh, you don't have to donate at all if you don't want to. But anyway, but we're underway. I've got uh, the first. How many cameras are out? Well, almost all ten. Uh, I sent one You've around. Sent them out. Yeah, I sent one around Texas. There's one we're gonna do. Um, then I've got like I think two to the UK. One went on to Austria slash Czech Republic. One went on to the Netherlands. One went on to Ireland. Anyway, oh, so it's pretty cool all over the world, dude. That's gonna it's gonna be so cool. Oh oh god! I and then you this. all these other people who are interested. Either we can get them involved by them buying their own Holga and starting sending it around and sending us final film. Yes. Or they can start their own project uh, yeah. doing exactly what we're doing. Just get us the images and we'll put their, them in the book. Um, people that they know and, and, and developing the film and doing a book afterwards or whatever. So. Yeah, totally, totally. I yeah. mean, it's for anybody. You know, the, uh, I mean, it was like day one. I didn't anticipate like all the paperwork, making sure people knew how the directions were and who to send it to and making labels. And, and so then anyway, so I finally, it took me like three days to get what I thought was going to take an hour done just because I didn't have time. And I finally got the first packages to the post office and the first two went to Canada. I get home, I get a tweet from somebody uh, did you send it FedEx or regular? You know, basically, you know, there's a Canadian postal strike right now. Oh, <laughs> so I sent them right into that. So hopefully oh, no. that hopefully they won't like go away. Well, with any worldwide project, it's not gonna. There's there's gonna be bumps. Yeah, and I know there's bumps going into China and stuff like that too. Anywhere where they're like opening mail and uh, you know deciding just you know what goes and what doesn't. So, yeah. but we're gonna try and we're gonna do it anyway. So it doesn't matter where you are. So if you want to do that, the the URL for that, the URL. Is uh, it's a new one, theartofphotography.tv. I'm gonna even write that down. You write that down, baby. I'm calling you baby. Theartofphotography.tv. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, in the Art of Photography podcast, I announced it as what did I call it? I call it the photography show.tv. And you can put a, uh, a link <laughs> what I did. at the end, uh, you know, on yeah, show notes. Show notes. Um, but yeah, I mean, not like we need more people to respond, but you can if you want, and, and you can start your own thing and whatever. And also, if they want to get their own Holga, where can they get their own Holga? Uh, I, I, you can get them on eBay. I'm getting them on Amazon. Um, mm -hmm. And, and I, we also, uh, the Holga dude. One other thing I will look into, um, I've had several Holga people Mons. that are in places in the world where I guess they can't order off of Amazon. Um, I had one girl email me. She's in South America. And Anyway, uh, Holgas can be really expensive in other parts of the world, so maybe we can find a way where we can get you a Holga if you want. But um, What about everybody can get to eBay, right? I would imagine, but it just depends if the seller won't place. sell then, to your country. Holga mods, if you're anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. Yeah, if you can um, get them to ship to your country, that's another one. Holga mods are expensive, but they're awesome. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, Randy that, will, yeah, you may not want to make that much of an investment. You can probably find it cheaper. Whatever you do, don't buy them at Urban Outfitters. Uh, yeah. Or <laughs> Lomography.com. That's, that's the most expensive place. Well, Lomography. Yeah, well, it's um, the same price as Lomography. It's like 112 bucks for a Holga, and it's like, dude, I'm, what am I paying have, for this they box? Have a, a Holga kit there, which I've told you about before, is is. $250 and it has all these modifiers Whoa. and it comes in a huge box, you know, and everything with diff- uh, a, a camera with all these different lenses and modifiers and whatever. But anyway, it comes to a total of $250. It's just for a bunch of plastic wine nuts. Yeah, and no most film. Of most of that's for the packaging, right? Films extra. That's hilarious. Anyway, I, I, I'm super excited about this. I'm so glad you kicked it, it off. It is, but but go hit the website. If you sign up, here's the deal. I know this is really impersonal, but I've got so much response. I had to put an autoresponder on there, so you immediately will get an email back from me. And uh, uh, Basically, the deal is, is if you want to send me your address, go right ahead and do so. I, I will keep it in a safe place. Uh, if we decide to extend this past the summer, like maybe we'll go into the fall, maybe, you know, my goal is I'd like to hit all 400 people, but you know, I'll tell you one that's really cool though, is I get this email from this guy in Portugal mm-hmm. and uh, he's got like three friends and they have a name. It's like a band, but they take pictures, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's like, there's these four dudes and they take photos and stuff. And I can't remember what they call themselves right now, but anyway, so I'm just going to send him a camera and let them let loose. They're going to be their own group. But so oh, there's sweet. some really trippy stuff I've come across just in the yeah, I think it could almost be like chapters in, the, in book. the process yeah I think so it'll be a lot of cool stuff and you know into the summer we can we'll map out together. like where all the pictures were taken maybe up front you yeah know? that would be really know, cool there's so many so many cool aspects to it yeah I think it's gonna be cool but anyway go sign up if you haven't um yeah I mean the whole the whole idea is I mean yeah you can buy your own Hogan stuff but the whole community aspect and for me it's kind of cool when you put faces with or names and faces with people who actually listen to this podcast as far as yeah. just numbers uh you know a lot of times when we just look at stats they're just numbers and when you mm-hmm. actually get emails from people it's pretty pretty dang cool so yeah that's why yeah that's why it's always neat when we have people that make us friends on uh Facebook and Twitter and stuff because we actually see who these people are and where they're from and totally. what their personalities are like and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Totally. Yeah. Now you're going to get a hammer, uh, a hammer. You're going to get a hammer. You're going to get a camera. I'm going to, you're, you're, you and I are going to do part of the Holga project. Oh, too. cool. Yeah. We'll kick off one here. It starts with us and then goes, goes on. Yeah. Oh, one other thing I should say about that is, is, uh, and actually Nicole suggested this. Um, I kind of wanted to do kind of themes so they would have a thread that kind of held things together. And so what yeah. we're going to do so far, what I've seen is we're doing song lyrics. So you can That's interpret cool. that however you want. You can do, uh, you can make it literal. You can be really far out. We're not grading them, but it's just something to start with. And, uh, if you have any suggestions for that, send me an at reply on Twitter and, and tell me. And we'll, yeah, that'd be cool if like we had, a. uh, titles, you know, below whatever the picture is, yeah, is of whatever cool. the song lyric is. Yeah, that way you can group them, and you can see themes. And God, we have people. There's there's a couple guys in India that have signed up. I mean, like really a long way away. Singapore, Thailand. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, this, uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's going to be cool, especially what? when it's all said and done, and, and we can put a book together that everybody who's been involved can purchase, um, and uh, anybody else who thinks it's cool could could purchase that could that could be really fun well you know what's really cool and, and this is just a little bit of a sign i don't know if maybe cares about this or not but but you know when you look at stats and we look at google analytics and things sometimes just to see if people are hitting the website and you see countries people are from but it doesn't tell you much about people mm-hmm. you know just you know did they actually listen did they surf in get the wrong link you know what was it right um 
they thought we were actually going to be porn, and it was not you know, <laughs> podcast. And, but anyway, of, um, they, they meant to type the art of porn, and actually ended up typing the art of photography. Yeah, it's dot TV. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, anyway, what's kind of cool though is is that you know you you know when people are signing up for a project, they obviously have listened to a podcast and they know what's going on. And and what's funny is there's concentrations. So like you know Australia is a big one. I didn't know there'd be a lot of people in Australia, so I've gotten a lot of requests from Australia, which is really cool. Which since I think is since the beginning, the UK, London, and Australia have been two huge places that listen to podcasts. Well, they, they also speak English there, so I yeah, you know, they speak English, but, yeah. But that was even something that was you know kind of new and and cool to me to think. Well, these but these people listen. I mean, we almost get more from there than even from the U.S., don't we? Oh yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. they, they tie, I bet. Yeah. You know, it's equal. That's, I guess people just listen to maybe more. There's definitely uh, concentrated places where people, for whatever reason, are listening to podcasts and specifically podcasts on photography more. Well, the funny one is like the demographics in the U.S. It's like you have these huge concentrations. Texas, there's a few, but the big concentrations are like Minnesota and South Carolina. I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea but why. This is what we must figure out. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the, you know. So anyway, so yeah, we will have cameras going to all these people very soon. Yeah, and if you guys donate, I can buy more cameras and send them out now. But anyway, just saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Ten Holgas was not a thrifty affair, but uh, <laughs> but it was kind of cool, though. I mean, did you see my picture? I lined them all yeah, up on my yeah, desk. Yeah, and yeah. photo of all the Holgas together. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they're ready to go. Go yeah. fight the world. Yeah, I think when this is all said and done, we could... Uh, kind of pimp it out to the publicity people and and i think get a good response on everybody that was involved and yeah i think so it'd be fun i mean just you know i don't know well just, it's also i mean the main point deal of the, everybody who's interested in photography i think is is obviously obviously if you're getting 200 400 responses yeah well, there's a um, lot of people, people interested well cool. the cool part about it i think is that that you know we we don't talk a lot about gear on here and and you know the photographer makes the shot and all and this will prove that because like you'll have one camera in three different hands each trip you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and uh, this is the simplest thing you could possibly have this is actually a piece of plastic yeah with view, the viewfinder and um uh a shutter <laughs> and that's it <laughs> and that's pretty much it yeah now you have focus options wade you know that yeah i know but this is you can choose be, um one dude making great pictures great pictures coming from the the simplest form of 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 camera that there is out there it's um, funny do you even focus on a whole i don't i just pick it up no, and shoot oh you just yeah it doesn't really make much of a difference well i like the option though of one dude the family the group of dudes and then like a mountain yeah you know exactly. the little icons yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but it's really with the Holga, it's just really all about what you're photographing, how interesting that is, which is what picture taking is all about anyway, and composition right. in that little square area. And um, Yeah, and composing in a square is such an interesting uh, way. Are you sending out color film? Uh, we're going to do both. Okay, so you're just it's just random. Yeah, and I, the only, you know, I'll admit, the only reason I did that, I was going to do all black and white, and the only reason I did that is I was thinking, well, a book might be cool to have a mix, and it might be, but see, here's the deal, is color film cost me a lot more to, because pro- I've got to go get that processed at BWC. Oh, yeah. Black and white, I can do here, I can do it well, I can do it cheap, um, and I don't, I'm not interested in processing colors, just not much control, but uh, I'd rather take that to the lab, but anyway, so it, yeah, it is mixed. And but so that we can throw in a few color photographs here and there. And oh, yeah, I'm totally. Mixing color, it up. If you're dealing with a color subject, that that can be, you know. Well, here's the deal: when you sign up, 
Um, obviously, your name goes into a pile of email, and I'm slowly getting through them, I promise. And uh, anyway, what I do is when I'm ready to send a camera out, I'm basically, here's one thing. If, if you sign up now, I am grouping people regionally. And so if I send a camera, I don't want it to have to go to the UK, then Australia, then Singapore, then China. You know, it, 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 the chances of it getting lost are greater, and it costs more for people to ship it that far. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, the UK cameras, uh, I send them to people that are all in London. So they can even have meetups if they want. You know, yeah. I'm putting you guys close. Yeah. So go ahead and sign up because it could be that maybe you're in, I don't know, Duluth, Minnesota or something that is kind of far out. But I need one more person to send a camera there and I can bump you up in the in the order based on that. Um, Did so, you kind of do it by regions like so that somebody who's mailing it to someone next doesn't have to mail it across the world? They're mailing exactly. it somewhere within you know yeah so here's an example i've got i've got two people in india right now and if i get a third i'll go ahead and bump you up and send the camera so sign up if you're interested Um, right so that's the deal but yeah so uh yeah we're doing that emailing you and and sending all this stuff to the directions are all on that web page and and that's why i'm sending people there because it it specifically states how to do it yeah Mm -hmm. you need to put a subject in there and then you need to send me some details because basically if you don't send me the right details i don't have enough time to go track it down so just make sure you follow directions but yeah but yeah it's gonna be cool so anyway so we're grouping them uh regionally and that that'll save people postage and stuff like that too so you know i'm sure we'll have a few cameras missing by the end but uh yeah this started out as um um hipstamatic around the world but we couldn't afford enough iphones <laughs> yeah we were gonna get iphones for everybody who listens to the show <laughs> it's pretty bold that we got holgas but uh yeah know. yeah so don't steal the holgas man you'll ruin the whole project well and one other thing too is and don't we'll know where it stopped don't overthink it. I get a lot of people who ask me here. Here's maybe we should go ahead and say this, and I should do another podcast on my other show about this. But you get a whole guy. You, really, it's point and shoot. You know, there's yeah. a little red. The only things that you could possibly mess up is there's a little red window on the back, and it has the number in it, and it's actually on the back of the film, and it shows you what frame you're on. So when I, I send it to you in the mail, you're going to get a number one in there, uh, and you need to just wind it to two. And I remember the first time I wound one, I thought, oh, I messed it up, and you got to keep winding, keep winding. And you'll see the little you take two. A shot. You wind it to the next number. Yeah, and That's sometimes it. on the black and white film, I think both actually the color. There's some little circles that start coming up that tell you you're getting close to the number, and that's mm-hmm. how you know. So anyway, get to the next one, and if you know when you get to your number of shots, if you shot one through four, there's another sheet of paper in there that tells you what numbers you're going to get. So there's no mm-hmm. mixing it up. Then just box it and send it to the next person. But I've had a few people email me, and they never shot film, they've never shot like that before, they've never been on Holga, and they want to know some tips and things. Really, do not overthink it. Other than just making sure the frames are right. I didn't even put the lens caps in the box. That's the other big rookie mistake is put, leaving the lens cap on and taking a whole roll of film because mm-hmm. the viewfinder is separate, so you can't <laughs> yeah, tell. Don't, don't even let that happen. No, no, I didn't include them. No, but it, I mean, there couldn't be a simpler form of photography, and this is why this is a great place to start uh, because literally you're going to aim, you're going to look through this viewfinder, and you're going to aim your camera. It's something that's interesting, something that catches your eye. Uh, you're going to compose that something interesting in that little square viewfinder mm-hmm. and you're going to pull that shutter and that's it that's all we're asking for yep and, and wind it up to the next one move hopefully on. with some nice lighting or something on it it comes out being a cool picture oh a couple um, things i else i can say too is is uh always get in the habit of shoot wind shoot wind shoot wind immediately after you take the shot otherwise if you forget you'll have a double exposure on the next shot 
So just pay pay attention to that. That's another cool if you're if that's what you're going for. Yeah, you got to remember to wind it. It's not automatic. Um, one thing I was going to mention though, when when you do when when your group is ready, I send everyone an email, so everybody's got each other's email addresses, so you can communicate if you want. Uh, and then I'll tell you what kind of film you're going to get in your camera, whether it's color, black and white. Everything I'm keeping at ISO four hundred. So the it's color print film 400 if you get color and it's uh, Ilford HP5 if it's black and white which is a film I love but uh, 400 basically will cover you kind of for indoors and outdoors so um, just don't get in too low lighting so if you're inside at night uh, I wouldn't shoot that but, um, you can't right. attach a flash to yeah. it yeah right it, it, it's just like if you ever shot film before uh, especially at 400 you know if you had an instant camera or whatever uh, shooting in some kind of bright daylight or right. uh, a significant amount of light of some sort uh, usually you have better results than if you're trying to shoot in really low light right um, it can uh, get really really too dark too fa really fast so. when the film that we're using we're not using slide film but the film that we are using has a lot of latitude to it so Good. you know it, it yeah it's be harder to overexpose it's easy to underexpose you know if you really want to get in or attentive and calculate the exposure um, what I typically do if I go out with a Holga is if I have a light meter I know that the aperture is f8 I think on the shade and f11 on the sunny on the little aperture switch on the Holga. Mm -hmm. so you can kind of do the math you figure out your film speed your shutter speed is around a 60th of a second and so you know where your exposure is and so if you know it's going to be too bright you could put a neutral density filter just hold it up over the lens or a red filter or something but that starts getting a little probably more complex than you need it to be and don't worry about that it's more important that you shoot move the camera onto the next person and keep going yeah. i think you literally point this thing and shoot yeah it, it's not worth it <laughs> and stuff will come out you'll think oh it's going to be you know too much sun and but you get this cool lighting flare effect and it was worth it yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah you really can't well, this, mess up. this is going to be awesome all the way around i can't wait to see the final results yeah i think so also yeah. I, I also had to remember to get some black tape the cameras i've taped them up and that's not to keep you from getting inside you don't need to but it's to keep the back from falling off because that that likes to happen too you ever had the back fall off on a hole oh yeah and then there everything's or yep. everything that's you know within that part of the film's exposed start so. over yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. Those and Diana's both. You got to remember to tape them up. So. Things will happen. We will get stories. And maybe those stories can even be incorporated into the book. Yeah, they can be. And I think that would be really cool. Like if people want to do behind the scenes stuff, like if you want to bring your digital along and, and shoot pictures of the making of your Holga, you know, whatever, or videos, or if you want to goof around with your friends, or if you want to do like flat Stanley with this thing, you know, go mm -hmm. for it. Cause we can include anything. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. If we get some good stories about the back falling off while you were taking your picture or double exposing something and you didn't mean to, it turned out to be a cool photo or whatever. These are going to make, these would make great little blurbs or something. Yeah. Like your friend could like get a cool photo of you falling off a cliff with the Holga. <laughs> I died actually. <laughs> in this Holga, no, please, this please don't die. Don't die. Don't die. I, you know, this is so loose and there's no legal coverage. Just don't die. Um, one thing I, you know, this is, this might bring us around to our second topic, but, but one thing I will ask you to do in this is there is a copyright release and I, I promise I'm not trying to be a jerk with this. Basically I'm saying that you can use that the photos that you take on the camera for whatever you want. I don't care. They're your photos, except you need to give us permission to use them for whatever we need to without paying you. So if we do a book, yeah, whatever. We're going to promote you. We won't use them for anything that's not related to the project. We just we just need to be able to have permission to use it for the project. So it's good uh, for everybody. They yeah, you do have to sign that. to use it. Everybody's having fun. Yeah, you know, um, it, it also somebody had t sent me something on 
the email the other day, I guess it was, and they were saying, you know, you use posters a lot. Are you familiar with their terms of service? And I am, and I know what his point was, and basically you're signing your rights away. And it's the similar to what we're asking for on the project. It's like posters is going to promote your work, so is Tumblr, all that stuff, Flickr. They That's do have to rights. Yeah, and what they're asking is that you don't come along and say, oh, you're using it, I'm going to sue you, even though you uploaded it. it you know, um, I mean, Flickr does this, which is the biggest photo sure. thing in the world. I mean, they, they take your you know your photo and they promote it on their homepage and on things they send out and stuff like that or whatever. So this is why people ask for those rights. Well, here's the bottom line. There are things you would not put online like that. Client work that you don't right. have right to. Um, right. Stuff that you wanted to make sure you held on to your rights to, that you're making money on. I mean, there's you have to use your own judgment with it. But the promotion, it's it's worth it for me to have it. So I'm willing to give that up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. I know posters are in business, but they do something for me too. So it's a trade out. But yeah, anyway. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if it's there. confidential. You keep it to yourself. But obviously, this doesn't fall into that category. Yeah, but I. Yeah, but the same thing. I mean, like I guess what I'm saying is on the Holger projects is that you know we do need to be able to use them. So. Um, that's the deal. Give it up. Give it up. So, uh, what are you going to shoot on your Holga when I send it to you? Me? Yeah. Well, you don't have a theme um, yet. Dude looks like a lady. Ah, there's some lyrics for you. And <laughs> money for nothing and the chicks for free. I'm going to do an all Bon Jovi edition. <laughs> Slippery when wet. No, so far I've been sticking to Beatle lyrics. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you know, that, that's that's nice and safe and, you know. Yeah. Keep the death metal out of it for now. And then the second Holga that comes around will be the doors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love me two times. The be dragon. your backdoor man. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, so the other thing we were going to talk about today, do you have anything left on the Holgas? No, I think that's good. I think people have either left by now or they're totally intrigued. Who knows? Well, here's the other thing. I'm going to do a more proper website eventually for the Holga Projects. Right now, it's just an informational page, but I want to be able to have like a map on there so you can see where they're going. You can see who did them. and uh, Yeah, well, and stuff. I think once once you start getting the photos back in and it starts to develop into other things and ideas start popping up with the book and, and with you developing this website, that it could really turn into some some very cool ideas. Yes, Definitely. Some really things could come from it. Um, oh, the, the only other one thing that I'm going to mention about the Holgos and we move on. Um, I, I put a little, uh, I probably need to attach it to that copyright sign off, but, but just because I've never done this before, don't do anything illegal. You know what I mean? It's it, it, like, like, don't- don't, don't be stupid. creepy. Don't go shoot children in public without permission. And, you know, we don't want nudes, all well, the normal stuff. If you did the right nudes, it would work. But, well, but right, but I mean, just don't do something gross. Yeah, you know? just just don't, don't do a wiener photo. Well, don't get arrested in your country <laughs> and have all of a sudden Interpol looking for me because I gave you a camera. That's all I'm saying. Just just hit a social protocol. Right, keep it cool. Keep, keep it cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, an artistic nude might be cool. Yeah, yeah, but but make sure that, that it's not a minor or yeah, 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 just yeah. It goes without saying, you know. Yeah, artistic nudes could be cool, you know. And I say that because there's one guy that I know who does shoot nudes that listens to the show, and and uh, JW, he's in Texas, Houston, I think. Yeah, yeah, I've seen his stuff. Yeah, sure. yeah, and I'm sure he probably would want to do that. But and and cool that's fine. You know, that when it does come back around, if there's you know somebody's wiener or something, you can just chunk that one yeah, it probably won't go in the book it's really <laughs> nasty you, know? you won't get the cover bro so. yeah yeah probably not you know yeah um anyway uh speaking of inappropriate behavior you yeah. want to talk about clients 
Yeah. Are you being uh, inappropriate uh, with your clients? Uh, uh, Wait. Uh, this is, no, there's no easy transition here from personal. No, that's, this is pretty much a, uh, over it's a U-turn. The, the real world. Um, one more thing on the personal projects. When I was driving yeah, go um, for it. from my hometown of Palestine, Texas, back to Dallas today, it's like I noticed that I'm constantly taking like mental pictures of everything around me all the time. I'm like uh, framing stuff up in my head and going, that would be a cool photo. That would be a cool photo. That would be a cool photo. And I've always told people if you have time and uh, and can do it and you have your camera on you, it's always great to pull over and take pictures of things as you see them because it may turn out to be one of the coolest pictures you've taken in your lifetime, you know, that kind of thing or whatever. Sure. But I also came up with a idea that I might follow through with. I love everything vintage and everything old and everything beaten and worn and uh, all that kind of stuff, good stuff. I love old hotels and signs and all this kind of great stuff. But um, I passed a lot of trailer parks for whatever reason today, and I thought, I think one of my next um, personal projects is going to be trying to somehow – I'm also a big fan of cops, so this may play into it. The TV show or the actual – show. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I would really love to like – there's tons of trailer parks all over Texas, obviously. Uh, and oh, Yeah lots of parts of America and uh, but to get inside these trailer parks and actually take pictures of these different trailers which are that's a cool idea they're all customized and then the people who live there either standing out on out front on their porch or whatever and have you started I, this yet I haven't started this yet this was just an idea that came to me today that's awesome always talking about personal projects and stuff and if I can tie different people's trailers and personalities and the people that live there yeah, and, and do something. I think that could be a cool personal project. Being, anyway, I just wanted to share that. That you yeah, never cool. know when stuff's going to come to you, and uh, it could just be on a on a drive from here to there. And uh, but I think that also another funny thing that I think a lot of people will relate to that are photographers. You and everyone that's probably listening that is a photographer is that we constantly, whether we're taking the picture or not, we're framing something up in our in our head or seeing something visually all the time right. and, and thinking that would be a cool shot, whether we're, we're taking the photo or not. And I just thought that was worth, you know, kind of mentioning that something that, that people could relate to, because it's something that I'm always doing. I'm always going, Oh man, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Whether I'm stopping and shooting it or not, I should, probably should be stopping and shooting it, but sometimes no, you don't cool. a two hour drive into a four hour drive. So you know what? Keep- that happens. And if you're having fun, who cares? You know? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Unless you're missing a doctor's appointment. Yeah, or, I always yeah. tell people if they have the time and can do it, do it. So, yeah. And in fact, you know, uh, I think what you're saying is awesome because I think that's the real draw. That's what draws me to photography anyway, personally, mm-hmm. is just being able to have fun with it like that, you know? Yeah. And I think that's really important, too. I mean, there's there's a lot of. Well, I'm going to do my can I do my rant and then I'll get you into clients. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. I'm going to do my rant. I don't know how much of this rant I'm going to go into, but Here's the deal. It's like every now and then, yours truly, I'm interested to see what other podcasts are doing and and what other people are up to and stuff like that. And I I go check in and it's just kind of embarrassing to say, I mean, there are a few good ones out there, but how many of them are just like they talk about cameras and equipment and quote unquote photography news and they're so boring. It's like these people are not photographers. They're camera holders, you know, or collectors or I don't know what they are and and. I don't know. It just drives me bonkers because it's like they're selling this whole. Well, I'll tell you what they're selling. They're selling the dream. And I have the feeling that you have these people who will will come up with producing show ideas. And they 
are catering to a large segment of society of people who are really bored with their jobs and bought a digital camera and having a little bit of fun with it and think, oh, I could do this for a living. And the truth is, and I mean, Wade can tell you this firsthand right now because he's freelancing. Um, it's hard. It's real hard. Yeah. Living the dream is really not all that fun. I mean, the, the dream part of it is, I mean, you do get to shoot, but, but you, you also you have, have to, your good nights. Yeah, but you have to put up with ones. a lot of stuff and a lot of business and a lot of things that have nothing to do with clicking a shutter or buying the latest, you know, whatever lens. And right. and uh, I, I think that's too bad. And I see people trying to cash in on that and come up with podcasting and programming and, and having advertising that sells it. And I, I don't know. I, I think that that's... I mean, not that I would turn down advertising if we had it, but I'm mean, just saying that that I see this selling of the dream a lot, and uh, without I, much to back it up. Well, and yeah, and this is the part I didn't know if I'd go too much into. Them. I won't name names, but uh, I had somebody who is somebody who's a friend on Twitter, and and we go back and forth and talk about things a lot. He's a very good photographer, and he had sent me a link to basically a news item that had come out about somebody who has a very prominently well-known podcast and I'm not going to name names. And it turned out this individual really wasn't who you thought he was and had actually done some legal entanglement time back in the day. And I don't know. I just thought it was really sad because it's like, here's somebody that people look up to. He has a lot of viewers, a lot of followers. And, and I don't know, it's just this weird selling the dream kind of thing, you know? And yeah, I know I post, you know, uh, tidbits of his here and there. If I see a Twitter, uh, you know, comment or something that's positive that, you know, is kind of, but it, it's kind of like something that you see a lot in different parts of maybe even the church or, uh, or, uh, you know, motivational speakers or whatever all the time. It's somebody who really doesn't have a whole lot of, I mean, like if you were to maybe look at this guy's photos, he maybe not, doesn't have anything there that's worth much, but he knows he's a sweet talker. Yeah. And has cool gear. <laughs> I mean, seriously. But anyway, my whole point of saying this, Wade, is that, that, that I think things like just sharing personal project stuff and, and how to think visually and how to like always kind of keep your mind around doing new things and new projects. And here's the deal is you gotta, you gotta be a photographer because you love it. I'll tell you another weird story here is, and you know, this, uh, some f- people that I know who have a photography studio here in Dallas, who 39 years, they've had this studio, um, and they are going out of business at the end of the month. And when I heard this, man, that was a shocker. And I know why. I mean, they uh, basically, uh, this guy who started the studio, he was built the photog- photography business around his own name. And they had you know, gone for years. And he's deceased now. Uh, was a very good friend for years and an incredible photographer. And their studio does, they specialize in product stuff. And they employ about seven photographers and a whole bunch of other people, from accountants to salespeople to uh, prop people to, you know, whatever. And they have a hell of a photography studio. Seven incredibly talented people have worked there. And to see them go out of business, and I know why, it's basically they lost one of their last bread and butter clients. And Wade and I have talked a lot on this podcast about how the industry is changing. And if you want to be a professional, you are going to have to learn how to redefine this and how you are going to make money. And the sad thing is, is that was a very traditional business model and there was nothing wrong with it. It did have high overhead, um, a lot of employees, a lot of benefits. And all of a sudden you have... Well, yeah, when you have catalog people that you work for, like whether it be JCPenney or Crate and Barrel or whatever it is, and all of a sudden they decide to start shooting internally because it's going to save them a lot of money. Well, here's the deal. The economy's bad. People are, are pulling their budgets back. They don't have the budget to hire the photography studio that charges 10, 20 grand for the, for the catalog anymore. They're not going to bring those budgets back up when the money's there again. Like no, why, now, they've got, now they've hired the guy who, and they have their own studio. It's good enough. 
Yeah, do it in-house. And it doesn't matter. The thing that bothers me about that is there was a day back when I was younger where, you know, my dad was an artist and, and people he knew. And, and people were hired because of their talent and the look that they gave and their style. And that's not really the case these days. And I hope that comes back one day. And I'm not trying to be all Debbie Downer, but, uh, you know, I think it's worth mentioning that, especially when you have a lot of other podcasts out there selling the stupid dream of being a, prof- a pro, going pro. You going to go pro? Have you gone pro? <laughs> Wait, you went pro last month, didn't you? It's like it's like you just graduated from college and you're going to join the damn football team. There's no going pro. Right. I mean, it's a lot of hard work. And I, there is going pro, but you know what I mean. It's it's not as easy as they make it sound. And I I, I think that's just, just one the definition thing. Definition of, of taking pictures to make money that doesn't necessarily make you this professional no i mean it really bummed me out to see seven people that, that are great photographers that i know and all of a sudden all be out of work own, you know and, and have to do it and conform to this new society we live in and the way things are done and hopefully sure. make make the change um but, but you're totally right there things are changing and the big studio i think is going to become something that we see less and less of that's yeah. that's definitely what this was was the big studio with uh, a lot of different talent um under one umbrella and the new the new uh, generation of things that are happening is, is just not this big studio and 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 the lower overhead and and people kind of like me that are uh working from home and renting studios and um I don't know. Just uh, just keeping a lower overhead, not having to not having to rely on huge clients. Right now, I don't have any one client that if I lose, my, my business is going to go away. Where when you do have these huge studios and you are paying seven or eight individuals, um, and you and you do have huge clients, when the client le- even one, if you have three clients that are huge, if one leaves, it's, dev- it's devastating. If two leaves, you're almost out of business. If three leaves, you're out of business. Yeah, and, and it, uh, that that's we're in a time right now where a bunch of those people are cutting. Their budgets and so they are leaving you know that's the problem yeah. and i do see a lot of in-house photographers now people look for someone coming right out of school or or look for someone who's been established that has that shoots great photos of the kind of thing they do whether it's you know a clothes or furniture or whatever it is and they say this guy has a great portfolio this is all we need we hire him on board i see this with architectural firms with places like jc penny with fossil with whatever um, and they bring yeah. them in, they build their own studio, and now you've got an, uh, you've got one hired employee who shoots for you year round, rather rather than these big studios that you're right, you're paying and works for peanuts. That's that's and the problem I have with this. The whole thing is an attempt to save money. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not trying to wane this down a very dark road, but it's just like I don't think there's any reason why that model shouldn't work. It's just not anymore. And it's uh, just not. Things are changing. Yeah. yeah. And, and what so you, saying is whether right. you like it or not, it's just something that we have to there's a lot of things we're gonna, you know, not like and that we just have to uh well, here's the deal. I, you know, I, I would love to have this pie-in-the-sky perfect thing that, you know, if, if you have a lot of talent and you shoot well and you make the best pictures that you can get paid for that. And, you know, that it, it's easier said than done with that. Uh, but there's there's kind of a it's, – it's weird because I think there's this kind of split thing where you see this cheapening of an image. People, because of digital cameras, because uh, there's more people shooting than there's ever been, for whatever reason, a lot of companies, like, all of a sudden, they don't want to go to the, the photography studio that was delivering for a long time. They want to do it in-house, and it doesn't matter if it's if it's good enough, you know? Right. And yeah. I don't like that. I'm not I'm not comfortable with that attitude uh, because it's all of a sudden it's cheap, you know? Like, what if yeah. we did that with attorneys? Oh, I'm I'm getting sued. I'm just going to hire this guy who's good enough. Of course, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's different with that because it, it has but to be But people do that, too. People do that in, the, people do yeah, this do. in every industry. 
People do this in every single industry, but it's not good for those attorneys. It's not good for the people who are doing it. And really the products and the people and the companies that we respect the most and the photographers have nothing to do with any of these things that we're talking about. The best photographers, the best companies hire the best people. Sure. Shoot the best stuff. Well, and, and you um, got to stand your ground, too, because I think in, in if there's something, there's this unwritten thing with being an artist, all of a sudden you're allowed to, or, or people are allowed to take advantage of you, and that, you know, you see that a lot because you're not a lawyer. Lawyers don't let that happen because they're a little harder. They than, the law. Yeah. yeah, and people who, who do, well, and people who do photography or art or whatever, is it's like we, we feel like, or music, God, it was like that when I was doing that years ago, but, but it's, you know, it's like, it's this privilege that you're getting to do what you love. You should work for less because of that and that that's i'm not comfortable with that you know no i think which is great it was pulls us into kind of what i want to talk about a little bit which was was clients in the real world ah see we Um, got back around there we go all right here we go here we go (laughs) uh i i love my job i love being a freelance photographer is i've been in business now for three years since i went from being an art director full-time to uh to shooting um photography professionally making money making all almost all of my income with photography now for three years and and most of it has been great i've definitely learned a ton of stuff all the way from uh you have to learn a ton of stuff on the business side uh, a lot about taxes a lot about um have you know saving money and because things there's going to be times that are good there's going to be times that are bad i've learned that the the middle of the summer can be rough because there's a lot of people on vacation mm-hmm. um and 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 that can hurt and there's also a lot of people on vacation around christmas time so um, you learn in the summer and in the winter that you better hit it hard and, and, and stock up and save and not blow all that money that you made when things were good because the, the harder times will come around. And um, so you need to have that money for those low points. So what I'm saying in general is that, that this dream that's being sold is a great dream and it's fun and it can be done. But at the same time, there's a lot to learn and there's a lot of hard work that has to be put into it. And there's some real times when you're sweating bullets mm-hmm. um, about if you're going to make it till next month. And one of these one of these other points that I wanted to bring up real quick was clients in general. And when I was an art director, I, uh, especially towards the end of my career, was very frustrated with um, a lot of things and and clients in general, what they would let me do and not let me do. And I would I would come up with a lot of ideas for things, and it seems then like the CEO would draw something on a napkin, and that's what we would do because everybody feared him, and that kind of thing. So I had a lot of frustration. My wife anger. likes purple. Can you make it purple? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just stuff like that that drives every creative crazy. So I thought, well, I'm going to go into photography. I'm going to have you know, I'll take the pictures. They'll either like the pictures or not. Hopefully, most of the time, like the pictures. Uh, I edit them and 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 they buy the pictures and that's that. It's not nearly you know. Can you do 20 r- rounds of revisions, right. um, like a, you do on a logo or something? But, but photography has its own things that are, can be very frustrating. And and the main things are, with that are clients. Um, you still have clients, and when you're dealing with people, you're dealing with problems uh, a lot of times. And lately, I've been shooting everything from high-end executives to um, celebrity-type people. Um, and let's just say that anybody that's way up the ladder, way up a chain in their own mind or actually in a company or in, a, in, a, in something can, can possibly be problematic because they have a very high um, – <laughs> they think of themselves, you know, uh, very well and, and, uh, and they can sometimes give you problems. And 
I've just been dealing with this. Boy, you're bit. being nice, man. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to like jump around and not. No, no, not it's cool. It's cool. Anything like this, but um, I guess what I've run into lately is problematic individuals just across the board, mm-hmm. and this can be anywhere from people that are being difficult at the shoot. And mm. you're having to try to put on a smiley face for them there and say, sure, we can try that too. They're trying to tell you what to do. That kind of thing. Can I look or, through the viewfinder real quick? Or just be bossy in general or, or bad ideas or whatever. Or people that can uh. be difficult once you've taken the photos. And uh, maybe it wasn't in the, in, in the contract or whatever, but now they want uh, you to, to edit every single photo. Um, you know, these, this can be something that, you know, you were only charging them to take the photos and then to do minor edits and turn them over but now they want a lot of things edited can you put a horse head on me can you put a dress on me can you make it put clouds in the sky can you make it sunshiny you know whatever it can get it can get difficult there and then and then and then also on the payment side um which this can this is across the creative board or any kind of board when you have uh, your own business is people who were nice in the beginning you took the pictures you delivered the product and now you're not hearing a response and you're not receiving a payment. <laughs> they disappear. So, I mean, you you dealt with that yourself even in the web business. You know my phrase, man. Design. What? When it comes to money, people get funny. <laughs> it does. That, it's, seriously, my dad told me it years ago. It's and, very uh, true. And it rings true. Not everyone, but yeah, unfortunately, it's and it's a high ratio too. Let me name... Are you having, one, you having no, some issues here? Well, this is ever since I, I, I began, but I'm just wanting to show, tell people who are, 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 you know, thinking about getting into this business, uh, letting them know that these things exist, oh, uh, yeah. that it's always, you know, uh, uh, double rainbows, and, and people <laughs> who are in this business are just can just say, oh, hell yeah, I totally understand that, and I've had a million, you know, dealt with that forever. And I think it's just something that as a person you have to learn to deal with that I'm still learning to deal with having my own business now just for a short period of time, um, learning how to deal with these different situations. And I know I, I've progressed because early on I had some some bad situations with clients where they were really difficult for one reason or another, and I got really angry. And it resulted in angry emails, yelling, mm. uh, phone calls that were not fun, uh, you know, th- threatens of lawsuits back and forth, things like this that you don't want to go. You don't want to go there. Uh, it's a last resort deal in general. And now, you know, even in the last few weeks, I've dealt with some problematic things. And I just kept my cool, kept my head about it and put it into perspective and thought, is this really worth going to a next step about or how should I, what's the best way for me to deal with this? You know, yeah. and I think that that's something that, that you learn over time. And it is. And it's also important, too. And I, you and I have not on the podcast, but I know we've talked about this before, too. I mean, the, the when it comes to actually you have to fire a client, I've done it. Yeah, totally. Yep. Done it many times where it's just somebody is too difficult. They're not worth it. You're losing sleep and you're like, you know what? This time could be spent finding a better client and you ditch them. And it can just be done in a very nice way. You know? Yeah, the problem is, is there's usually money outstanding when that happens. And so you're and trying so to... you have to say, okay, maybe I have to let this money go. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Or sometimes you have to say, okay, this money's worth fighting for. Yeah. These are the decisions you have to make as a, as a business owner. How much money is this and am I going to fight for it? Or, or am I going to let it go or, or whatever? I've never had to eat any money um, yet. But That's right now I'm dealing with a client who won't respond to me. Um, and this is a client that I, I went and, and I took their photo. Uh, they showed up late. I waited for them. They finally showed up late. 
once I, once I was there, they asked me if I could stay an hour longer and shoot more stuff, and I did. Uh, I came back, I edited the pictures that day, delivered the pictures to the client. Um, the next day, they emailed me back and said, we, we like what you took, but I wasn't wearing the right attire, and there's another person we'd like in these photos. Would you, would you mind coming back out again and shooting them for free? Whoa, because said, we didn't have our shit together, you know. Right. I said, no, I'm not, I, I, I can't do that. If I did that, you know, there's a drive to where you are. There's the setup time. There's the shoot time. There's the editing. This isn't an easy, he said, you know, I'll buy you lunch. And I, <laughs> oh, I just, how nice. I'm just saying these people are crazy. And I, and I just said, <laughs> well, I'm hungry. the CEO of this company. I said, you're a businessman. And as a businessman, if you did these kind of things for people, wouldn't you be out of business? Because I know I would. I can't do this. That's a really good response, by the way. Totally, totally. Well, he doesn't respond to me anymore after that. Was he insulted or something? I guess so. Um, He even asked me, he said, well, you know what? I think some of these pictures will work, but these guys are wearing the wrong clothes, so can you change their clothes from the color that they're wearing to something to darker? So I did. I I did that for free. I I, I photoshopped um, some things for them and sent them back to him and then just no response. And since then I've, I've sent several wow. emails and said, you know, I'm sorry if, if you were upset that I wouldn't come back out and do it for free, but as a professional, you know, you got to understand that and, and just no response. And so, you know, that's one kind of, that's one kind of, no, none at all. Zero. N- none. So now you're starting to wonder if you're me or if you're anyone that makes a living, you know, doing this thing, this guy isn't going to pay me. He's not responding. Well, to what you have to do, and this is the worst. This is this is the bottom of freelancing. Is when you have to become the money collector, where you're calling all the time, like the one eight hundred numbers. You know, oh, it's embarrassing. Yeah, that. but I've done that, and, and that's a hat that sometimes you may have to wear. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. You got to keep doing it and keep doing it until they're just like, all right, pay him, so he'll stop. You know. I'll email you, and I'll email you, and that and takes you. time that you're not being paid for. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I don't know. It's just something I wanted to point out that this is a really fun job. That that I get to do some great things. That I'm that I'm super happy about this. That I just feel like you know this is I don't want to do anything else. But you run into these these predicaments and these people from time to time that are just there's just not nice people out there. You know the you know the majority of people I shoot for are good people. But every once in a while you're going to run into a guy who's going to ruin your day, and um, that's just something you got to be willing to deal with. And, um, and it, 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 I think you'll mature like I am and, you know, eventually handle it different. Like, do you, do, you sure. do a deposit before you go like to that guy? No, so I, most, most yeah. jobs do a deposit unless it's, unless it's a really big job, unless it's a job that's in the thousands of dollars. And this is um, a little one. Yeah. Where, where I'm also maybe having to purchase things up front, whether that be travel or lighting. Well, one or, thing is if you're not sure and you've never my, – my rule of thumb when I freelanced was, was okay, I'm going to charge the rule of thumb. Unless it's somebody I know and trust, it's at least a third up front, if not half. Yeah. And that – at least that way, if they skip out on you, you made something. And uh-huh. uh, that's still a drag. Let's say you shoot that's an hour shoot for $500 or something, you know, just for example. Yeah. It's almost not even worth it to do a – payment up front you know it's not even worth the 250 up front yeah but i know people who last for the whole thing up front when it's that cheap i mean it's yeah. just you need to get no, paid know. you know yeah yeah i hear you i mean and i'm not i'm not on you i'm just saying no, you know. no that's a decision you have to make and that's you know who knows in in time maybe my business goes there where i'm asking for for money up front before i you know if if you dealt with too many of these issues but so far it, i've been it's been good with um doing a job for people, giving them their product, billing them, and then and receiving a check. You know, I say we go over there right now and cram a hole up this guy's butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, 
<laughs> I got a Holger project for you. Hey, wait. I wanted to say about all of this is that when you're doing this, clients can be difficult just like with anything else. But you, you know you, what? You're going to deal with clients whether you're in business for yourself or whether you're in business for someone else. You deal with clients on a daily basis working at the Dallas Museum of Art. Oh, yeah. That's people that work with the <laughs> You know, work within the business of the, the museum or work outside of it that are asking for. Yeah, you always have all types. But, you know, again, wrapping this around, that's another reason, you know, like you're talking about the personal projects. That's another reason those are so important because those help you keep your sanity a little bit. You know, a lot of times when there's money issues and stuff like that, you know, it really starts deflating a lot of the fun of taking photos and photography. Yeah. And if you're not doing those things on your own, um, it, it's really hard to stay fresh and inspired and current and, and interested and, and a lot of those things. And that's what's going to separate. And I, again, coming back to my beef with some of this podcast, uh, people that are really interested in photography are going to understand that. And it, you're really interested in anything. You're going to understand that. Um, whether it, th- there's nothing wrong with liking something and you're a hobbyist at it. But, you know, like I said, it's like, you know, this going pro thing, There's there's a lot to it. And there's a lot of riffraff and annoyance and you know you have to wear a lot of hats and you have to be yeah. other things besides a photographer gotta you be, have to be a, a janitor an accountant a business right. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you really do and if you're not willing to do that um then staying uh just doing it as an enthusiast is is your better bet definitely let's do it let's do it do you have any picks of the week or anything no i don't uh wait a minute okay what you you I'm sure you do, but what was the what was the Facebook thing that you were telling me about? I couldn't do it the other weekend when you sent me the thing about the guy with the dude and that. You sent me so there was a Strobus meetup or something. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, um, here. Yeah, in what's Dallas, what's that all about? Here in Dallas, some friends of mine that are on Facebook and everything put together a a photography meetup, and um, it was it was just something very cool. Uh, this guy named Kevin Hale that I know, uh, who's a photographer here in Dallas, he and some other guys got, uh, got Arlington camera to donate all these lighting setups for, for backdrops, the whole very professional, everything. Uh, then he, he has a wife who is a model part-time, I guess, or something. She's very pretty. And she has a lot of other friends or he, he knew other, uh, people that were models, uh, that, that could stand in as models. So you had, you had lighting setups of different kinds. Uh, you had backdrops of different kinds. You had models of all sorts. Uh, we even had like there they were even cool. it was even like a uh, a sports person, uh, like doing push-ups and lifting weights and this kind of thing. <laughs> sports it was like, person. A, yeah, yeah, it was cool. And then there was like rock and roll dude. That's a real musician. Cool. Very good-looking guy. Had his guitar. The long hair. There was a motorcycle. Setup. That sounds pretty fun, man. They, I mean, they went all out and they rented this gymnasium. And then invited, you know, everybody they knew to be a part of this, um, this, this thing here in the Dallas area. And this can just be done, you know, anywhere. But um, it, I think the, the coolest thing was for people who had never really dealt with lighting at all on a professional level were able to come out and for the first time put a pocket wizard on the top of their camera, you know, set, cool. they, they were told what to set the, our settings to with the light meter red. And then we're able to take photos with a real model in front of you with professional lights and and kind of just get a feel for something that you had never done for the first time. And, and, and now I've done those things before, but I wanted to go and see what this was all about. And it was fun. I met a lot of 
cool people like you always do with these things who have similar interests. But everybody was just really excited, especially the people who had never shot with professional lights before. Cool. And it kind of gave them, I think, a confidence that, oh, this is all it is? <laughs> yeah, well, seriously, you know. Here in my head that it was – it involved, you know, spaceships and dinosaurs and, and, and things that I wasn't capable of comprehending or something. That's but awesome, man. It sounds like you guys had a good time. It was. And we got I got some cool pictures out of it. Everybody got some cool pictures out of it. And Groovy. Yeah, it was a cool deal. So I would think, you know, more people should kind of like this camera thing that we're doing. And Kevin got it, uh, up, you know, he wanted to do this thing and, and put it together. These these things can be pulled off and and. It's just uh, really beneficial to to everyone who's involved, you know. That's so, awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. That is totally sweet. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm sorry I missed it. I, I that was a wild, busy weekend. And, no, uh, I totally understand. That's why we haven't been able to get together and do these. Sorry to say, we haven't done a show in two months because of that. But uh, yeah, you know, it's um, good to be busy. But a few other things I wanted to mention that I guess um, I just tried to think of what I've been what's caught my eye lately or, or what I've been, you know, up to in the last week or so. And, um, one is this cool camera has come out called the, uh, the Fuji fine picks X 100. I, have you seen any of my posts or anything about this? No, no, I, dude, I've been, I've been so swamped. I, I've, I have to admit I've been off the flicker and stuff. So just, uh, you know, you can go to your, your, uh, Yahoo or Google or whatever and put in uh Fuji X 100, um, I saw this because uh, uh, a guy that I follow, um, Zach Arias, who's a professional photographer, just purchased one of these cameras. And it's a point-and-shoot, but it looks like a Leica film camera. Um, and it has all Oh, the, I have seen these, yeah. Looks like a, yeah, but it's a digital camera. And, um, you know, I don't know all about the quality or whatever, but the pictures that Zach has been taking with it in New York on the streets and posting um, online have been very cool. Is it is it like a Holga thing, or is it just happening to be a no, point no, and shoot no, no, that's no. really good quality? Dollar camera. Oh, okay, okay. It, it's a twelve or fourteen megapixel camera. This is a the, the end, serious, the, the yeah. A high end camera. The outside looks like a metal analog film camera. Okay, with all cool. The dials and things that would be like on an old Leica or something. And it yeah. has that shape to it. It's, you know, it's huh. very rectangle with your lens on the front and everything like that. It's, and that's what I guess I love about it the most is, is the aesthetic of it. And if you go to the website, um, you'll immediately see all these wonderful pictures, um, and, and videos and stuff, uh, cool. Taken of it. So <laughs> did you, did you get one? I did not get, I don't have $1,500 just to blow on a, a point and shoot camera, but well, you don't I, have the Nikon D 7,000 yet. Do you shut up? Wade, <laughs> you told me there was no better camera. I know. Uh, you like know I have fun I with that. I on a shoestring budget here, but That's cool. It's worth checking out, though. Well, I don't have 1500 bucks lying around either. But Before we started this, this podcast, which is hopefully going to make this podcast sound better, which is I upgraded from my laptop, which I've been working on forever, to um, the latest and greatest um, big screen. Okay, um, no, no. You're being modest. Okay, so Wade went from a PowerBook G4... <laughs> up to an iMac that's modern and it's like yeah. we haven't like, had one glitch we're blaming Skype all this time and it was me it can be Skype too but um, yeah, Skype too they really yeah it's probably them but um, <clears throat> no like, like I was telling you Lightroom alone uh, it used to take forever to load raw files onto my laptop and now on this iMac it's like it's within seconds what? it's <laughs> And the one last thing I wanted to mention that we can put on the, the show notes or whatever. is nah, You're making me feel bad. I have no picks. It's okay. I'll do two. All right. Go away. I've been reading this book. I this have the book. 
You do? Yes, I can pick it too. All right, go ahead. You, you go ahead though. Have you been enjoying it? Yeah, it's good. I bought it uh, around Christmas last year. Yeah, it, it's just um, it's good advice for for people in the industry. Uh, yeah. Whether you're Wait, now g- or, give everybody know. the title because like it's called Vision Mongers, which is a cool title, mm-hmm. and it's a it's making a life and a living in photography. It's by David Dushiman, who's a who's a professional photographer, um, been doing it for a long time. So he's gone. Uh, he's seen the old school style of how things were done all the way till till now, and talks about a lot of it. And, Actually, uh, that book is very realistic. He does a little sell on the dream, but he's also very practical in there about pitfalls. Yeah, and, lots of great. That's yeah, good. Tidbits and and gr- just great advice throughout. And um, he's obviously. I mean, I think the difference between these people, some people who are just trying to sell. Um, happy thoughts and some people who are selling really good books like this uh, <laughs> you can believe in are, are going to their portfolios and looking at their work yeah this guy is good too yeah whenever I have someone who's who's given me advice and and or a book I'm reading or someone I follow online if I go uh, what makes me go from kind of kind of liking what they're I'm hearing to, to being a fan of theirs is mm-hmm. if I go and look at their work and then I'm like blown away by their work and I'm thinking of oh, this dude not only walks the walk he, yep. and talk the talk. I mean, he does it all, you know, uh, some, some people just know how to talk the talk and, but they've never actually taken very good pictures, which can be a bummer. Over here in Texas, we say all hat, no cattle. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want all hat, no, I know a lot of all hat, no cattle people. <laughs> right. Uh, now that's awesome. Now that is a very good book. Um, and it's very practical. So it's, it's yeah. good stuff. I've been enjoying it. I've been, uh, awesome. I have trouble uh, I, I fall asleep easy. I, I guess I kind of you got narcolepsy or something. Yeah, I, when I drive, <laughs> I long trips. I get sleepy. If I try to read a book at night, I get really sleepy really fast. I think that's um, normal, man. I don't know. I'm just really ADD, like because of all the video games growing up and, uh, uh, yeah, my, and Mountain Dew uh, technology. I get bored really easy. So what I've been doing to read this book is when I go work out on the treadmill uh, for 30 minutes, I I read. You know, that's like a good idea. Chat make it through a chapter and obviously I'm not going to fall asleep on the treadmill. Yeah. So there it is. If you deal with narcolepsy, <laughs> <laughs> I do it too. I, I read in spurts. Like I'll, I'll 15 minutes go crazy. I won't finish the chapter. I'll come right back. I take a lot of breaks. You know, I definitely can't read at night in bed. Like a lot of people do. Uh, that no, just, no, 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 no. I'm sleeping five minutes. I don't care how interested in the book I am. Yeah. So I have to do it like when I'm, when I'm moving like on the treadmill or something. So, um, that's when I've been reading this book. That's um, good, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We did another show. Cool. At long last. See you in five months. <laughs> Hopefully it won't be that bad. <laughs> dude, I really yeah. have been unplugged, man. It's like between the Holga projects, which is like an alarmingly, surprisingly huge amount of work, um, sure. to just like regular stuff that's been a lot of work lately. It's, uh. But it, you know, hey, it's it's good to be busy. Really appreciate this Holga deal, and I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I think so. so. I'm, it's going to be really fun for them to be involved in, and I think the the end product that's going to come from it with the website and books and stuff like that it, um, is not only going to be awesome for us, but awesome for them. So, oh, I'm I'm very excited about it, and I hope I hope other people are too. I think it's going to be yeah, a lot of fun. So definitely cool. Yeah. All good right. Job once I'm taking the uh, the initiative on that, and well, because I know I wasn't. Dude, you're you're lame. <laughs> I was like, oh, totally. I'm going to give you a shot over the video here. <laughs> no. All right. Well, um, once again, thank you for listening to, I can't, I still can't end it. Ted, do I've it. had two months to think you of an ending. This. You got to overcome this. All right. All right. All right. Ready? You ready? Here's the ending. Ready? Do it. Later, Gator. That, that sucked. Horrible. Yeah. Well, what's a better <laughs> ending? Well, that's the photography show.
Peace out. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Good. All right, we got it.